Spiritual Coaching Podcast. We're teaching spiritual coaches how to guide Christians into a full and fearless devotion to God. Welcome. The goal of the Spiritual Coaching Podcast is to encourage and equip those whose God-given mission is to provide spiritual direction to the Church of Jesus Christ. We're training warriors to fight for the human heart. Our spiritual coaching is driven by a singular belief that every wound in our heart that's left untouched by God will hinder how deeply we can know Him and how fully we can follow Him. Only healthy hearts are free to develop a relationship with God that outlasts the pressures of life and every unworthy claim for our loyalty and devotion. In this episode of the Spiritual Coaching Podcast, we're going to be talking a little more about how to prevent those inevitable dry seasons in our relationship with God from breeding spiritual disaster. Here we go. Every Christ follower gets stuck in the dry seasons of life, and many will begin to experience a little stagnation, a little spiritual stagnation as well. But we want to avoid full-blown stagnation and steer completely away from the final stage where we slip away from God in our relationship with Him. By not resisting the dry days, but listening and cooperating with God, listening for and cooperating with God, not fighting against Him, not trying to get ourselves out of that dry season, not trying to move too quickly through the desert experience, but sifting them for the gold that will strengthen our relationship with God, we'll weather those storms and see great advancement on the other side, which we will eventually get to. Now, though we can't avoid these difficult seasons of testing, we can prepare for them. And do so in such a way that, like wringing water from a towel, we wring all the treasure out of them as we possibly can. This is how you make it through when inevitably, inevitably bogged down without it leading you into prolonged stagnation that slips into the nightmare of resurrected internal demons. For the sake of time, I'm going to quickly outline four preventative strategies, uh, four tools that will keep us from spiritual stagnation and from slipping into a backslidden condition when we come upon periods of what may feel like to us like we've been estranged from God, like we've been abandoned or forgotten by God. So four preventative strategies. Uh, now, all four of them work together to build relationship with God and others. They, they, don't, they can't stand alone. John Eldridge, in his book, Waking the Dead, refers to them as streams by which God offers his life to us so that we can come fully alive and know his abundant life. Now, he lists them as, as discipline, uh, walking with God, counseling, or receiving God's intimate counsel, healing, or deep restoration, restoration and spiritual warfare. I've relabeled their names in order to fit our context. As spiritual coaches, we're going to probe to see if people are using all four well, and if not, sell the need for them to do so, as well as teach them how. So here are the four streams that we can um, get in place before the dry season comes to help, us, from, to help us get the most out of it without them damaging our relationship with God. So the first of these four streams is exercise. Now, I connect that with what we call spiritual disciplines. Just like physical exercise builds stamina and muscle, spiritual exercise, or spiritual discipline, builds strength, agility, stamina, and preparedness. As we build muscle memory for making certain important movements in sports, we build spiritual muscle memory in the heart for making godly and Godward knee-jerk responses to life. 
These prevent us from impulsive responses that are less than godly and are more self-word than God-word. The way to respond like Jesus, the way he would, when we're, you know, when we're on the spot and we have to react quickly, is to spend much time with him behind the scenes. Spiritual discipline helps connect our heart to God and keep it there. That avoids us in, uh, that aids us in hearing his communication. When we know we're reading the Bible or praying, which are both spiritual practices themselves, spiritual disciplines, or, or just when we're walking through our day. I'll unpack spiritual disciplines later when we discuss a spiritual growth metric or measuring tool. Uh, for now, we're going to talk about a disciple as a student, a learner, or a disciple of Jesus is someone who learns from his teaching and his ways and lives the same in heart and hand. But for the Christ follower, it's, it's not mimicking Jesus so much as a dying that allows Christ to live through us. This also will be unpacked later. Uh, you know, much like a workout partner, a spiritual coach can push us in healthy ways to build the muscle we need to stand spiritually strong and unmovable in our devotion to Christ. Uh, of course, discipline is not enough. Uh, it's very self-focused and knuckle-down driven. Exercise in the form of spiritual disciplines is a first strategy. The second one is health. This is connected to exercise, as health is obviously connected to exercise. But the way I'm using exercise is, you know, as, as something more for building habits and routines than for getting well. Again, going back to the sports world, you can't play your best when you're hurt. No amount of experience, skill, exercise, or mental preparation can overcome an injury. Playing injured can even make things worse for you and your teammates if doing so exacerbates the injury. Spiritually speaking, instead of physical injury, we can become mentally, emotionally, relationally, rationally, spiritually wounded. And when we're hurt, we tend to give disproportionate attention to the wound over other parts of our heart. We, we focus on them. We, we um, obsess over them. Uh, and this leads to new injuries in new places. Likewise, we can so protect an emotional wound that we hinder or sabotage other relationships. You know, beginning a friendship while still wounded by past ones will always negatively degrade the new connection. And childhood wounds can come between us and our relationship with God. We all have areas of personal weakness that we'll need to do more than just watch out for or guard against. We need to rise up against them and take them out. More on that in number three. So beyond, number one, exercise or spiritual discipline, we need to be healed and whole people. People we would want to be in a relationship with ourselves. Restoration and wellness usually requires spiritual coaching because we don't have the perspective or experiences needed to help ourselves get well. Uh, the subtitle of a book I highly recommend that, that you read, um, the book is called spiritual, uh, Emotionally Healthy Spirituality. The subtitle summarizes what I'm trying to say very succinctly. It says, it's impossible to be spiritually mature while remaining emotionally immature. It's impossible to be spiritually mature while remaining emotionally immature. book is by Pete Scazzaro. <clears throat> the unprocessed baggage from our past can't help but restrict our life and relationships in the present. Now, that leads to the subject these podcasts are devoted to, all right? Stream one is exercise. Stream two is heart health. Stream three is coaching. Coaching is important to both exercise and health, much like a physical trainer or general practitioner are to exercise and health. Yes, a coach for your heart, a doctor for your soul, if you will. 
And like both one and two, spiritual coaching is best when applied preventatively, proactively, prophylactically, and protectively. How's that for a few Bs around out an idea? <laughs> a coach can help us play the position best suited for our abilities, interests, and gifts. They help us improve our, our spiritual game. They, they teach us spiritual techniques that recognize bad habits and things that rob our joy and prevent us from developing up to our God-given potential. It's just impossible to analyze your own swing. Getting with the sports analogy. Let's change the metaphor for our last dream, which is fight. I don't know anything worth having that's not worth fighting for. In fact, if we wouldn't fight for it, it probably doesn't mean that much to us, however great its intrinsic value may be. I'm not talking about trying to win a game of spoons, which can get pretty wild and competitive in our family. The fight isn't over something as trivial as unos or checkers. Not even as big as football, baseball, or curling. I'm talking about things we fight for like our marriages, our families, our kids, our core beliefs, our justice issues, and the freedom from slavery to sin. Big fights. Fights worth contending for. Courage and fight are essential for men and women who want to live a God-first life. You just are not going to make it to the end, still loyal to the one who saved you without putting up a fight. Let me repeat that. I'll go back a couple sentences. Courage and fight are essential for men and women who want to live a God-first life. You just are not going to make it to the end, still loyal to the one who saved you without putting up a fight. In the idea of fight, a couple things are implied. The first aspect is simply uh, determination and good old stick to It involves courage, strength of character, willpower, and the conviction that staying true to my God is a hill worth dying on. As spiritual coaches, we often have to call out this courage, the fighting spirit in men and women who are just about ready to give up. Now, if they don't already have that in their heart, the value that knowing God deeply and following Him fully is worth dying for, well, they'll probably not take that hill, nor be moved when we tell them they should be. And in that case, they need to be introduced to Jesus for the first time. So we need to be fighters. You know, in the good sense of the word, not people who are always contentious and combative. That's not what we're talking about. The fight that's needed to stay on track with God, it also involves spiritual warfare. Uh, not just against our inner, internal demons, but against the forces of darkness all around us. The armies of Satan that hate God and anything and anyone that is good, right, and true. This is not hyperbole for the sake of getting your attention. The invisible world is as real as the wind, gravity, love, hatred, all stuff we can't see, but no, it's there. If you want to dismiss the presence of an invisible army of hateful, evil demons, you're going to have to get rid of God too because he's just as invisible. For the Christian, triumphant through Christ's victory. There's nothing to fear, but are some things to be taken seriously. The deceptive prowess respected. So these are the four streams that work together to assist Christ followers from falling into disbelief and away from God when testing comes. Exercise, health, coaching, and fight. Obviously, they need to be present in our life, heart, practice, before the need for them comes around. That's why preventative spiritual coaching is so necessary. We help people muscle up on exercise, health, coaching, and fight before the season of dryness hits them. These four traits, discipline, wellness, teachableness, and courage, are the stuff we coach folks into so they can stand like Job when all hell breaks loose against them. Even though it's one of the strategies itself, personal 
Spiritual coaching is helpful in all four of these streams. A spiritual coach can help us become more disciplined in areas unique to us per our individual weaknesses. They diagnose our wounds and show us the way to healing while never giving up on us or letting us give up the fight for ourselves. Next time on the Spiritual Coaching Podcast, we'll talk about the role of faith in spiritual coaching and just what having more faith really means. Thank you. We're honored that you've taken the time to give us a listen as we teach spiritual coaches how to guide Christians into a full and fearless devotion to God. If you'd like to contact Pastor Kara to ask a question, give feedback, or sign up for coaching, you have two options. First, you can visit our coaching website by going to tworivers.church backslash lifecoaching. Be sure to hyphenate life coaching. When there, just click the button in the blue banner. On that page, you'll also find free tools to use in your spiritual coaching practice. Additionally, you will find a link to a blog where you can get a transcript of today's show, filled with Bible references and other content not mentioned on the podcast. Second, you can email Pastor Carrie directly at carrie at tworivers.church. That's Carrie, K-E-R-R-Y, at 2-T-W-O, rivers.church. If this content was helpful, please jump over to iTunes and SoundCloud. Search for the Spiritual Coaching Podcast and give us a like and share the podcast so that more people like yourself can find us. Again, thank you, and we hope to see you on our next episode of the Spiritual Coaching Podcast. Mm-hmm.